Welcome to the toilet where the Mavericks are in town. Come and have a listen and let's go flush those dollars down. <laughs> Welcome to episode 9 of FPL Toilet. This episode's called There's Nothing Rotten About Johnny. Oh, mama. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Calm down, Douglas. Calm down. My heartbeat's still about 120 beats per minute and it's it's Tuesday. Oh, boy. I I apologise in advance if I just randomly come out with some obnoxious noise, but I am buzzing. I'm still... I'm still on a high from the week. Woo! What a game week. Oh, mama. All right, calm down, calm down. Deep breaths. One, two, three. One, two, three. Watford lost. Watford lost. Bring yourself back down. Watford lost. 2-0. Okay, let's start the pod. Okay. Okay. So, played my wildcard this week. Very late decision. With no injuries, no suspensions, no one was ineligible. And I think all my players started in the end, so probably in normal circumstances, a really dumb wild card. But I just I just fancied all five of my defenders to concede, which luckily they all did, although Van Aanholt slightly ruined the wild card right at the end of his 10-pointer, because I got rid of him. Uh, but yeah, fancied all five to concede, which they did. Fancied... I just didn't like Lukaku in my team. Um, and yeah, da- the David Silva problem. Fair enough, he did start in the end. But I felt even if he starts, I don't know. I just wasn't really feeling him. You know, it's now one goal in five games for him. No assists. Fair enough, it was quite... A... I did it more because I didn't think he'd start. Or I didn't think he'd play enough minutes. But yeah, I just wanted that problem out of my team. So yeah, wildcarded about almost 11 o'clock Saturday morning. So rather than panic, I just thought, I know I know what players I want. Unfortunately, there's more that I want than I could fit in. You know, even Maguire was on my list. So I was, I was actually weighing up Trippier on Maguire. So that would have been even more incredible if that one came off. So yeah, but let's just say Trippier. Trippier was my lowest scoring defender this game week with 11 points. So yeah, it went pretty damn well. And yeah, when, for me at least, maybe I'm not alone, differential goals are where it's at you know they feel like your goals your points you know, personally I don't really care how Aguero does you know I don't really care how Salah does it's all about all about those differentials and the biggest one was Johnny at 1% I think going into that game he was he was under 1% he was 0.9 or 0.8 and yeah I skillfully didn't leave myself enough budget to afford Bolly who I probably would have got instead but yeah, I was just looking at Johnny quickly Saturday morning. There's this YouTube clip of his goals in Spain. And such a variety of goals. Like there's one against Real Madrid where he bursts through the middle of the pitch with his pace and scores. There's one which he curls in from about 25 yards to the top corner. 
There's loads where he's just bursting in at the near post, just more poachers finishes. So yeah, I thought, you know, this is a Wolves wingback 4.4. I really fancied them to keep a clean sheet that game. So yeah, I went him and Doherty. And that felt sweet. And yeah. Uh, also sold Ings. Last minute sold Ings for Jimenez. I mean, Ings has been great for me. And since I bought him, we found out he's been on penalties, but I just fancy Jimenez. Yeah, he's not, again, he's not as clinical. I had a lot of chances that game. But yeah, got an assist. But it's not really Jimenez fancying him. It's just I fancy Wolves. So yeah, Wolves did the job first game. Let's see how it pans out long term. But yeah, initially at least, Van Arnholt aside, what a wild card. And yeah, it's never too late. I mean, so what? I didn't make any money on my wild card. I mean, in five years' time, I'm going to remember that Johnny goal. In five years' time, I'm not going to remember. Oh, I remember that point one I made on this player. I, don't, I couldn't give a toss about the money. If you pick the right players, you make the money. Which, yeah, I'm sure Doherty and Johnny will shoot up now. And yeah, how apt that he's called Johnny. Because after that goal, I needed one. But luckily, I already had one. You could say I came prepared. So I had to take the opportunity to talk about my team at the start there because... Well, because there's, there's now six people in the FPL Toilet Mini League. So this was a mini league I created purely for an excuse to talk about my team every week because, yeah, I was going to be the only one in the league. You had to guess the code to get in. I wasn't giving the code away. But yeah, now, now I'm third. So yeah... I don't know if these people guessed it using... Because the first half of a league code is always the manager who created it. It's their ID. But I thought even if you were one of these coding geniuses that you wouldn't you wouldn't waste time and energy or effort to just to get in an FPL toilet mini league. But I guess they have. So yeah, these coding geniuses, I mean, it's, it's an absolute disgrace. I mean, look at me. I've got these really useful skills. I can go work any country in the world, any company in the world. And as the, as the world becomes more technologically advanced, it just means my skills become even more useful. Pathetic. Absolutely pathetic. So yeah, I've dropped a third. Top of the league is Tim Evans, a.k.a. Atletico Timbo. His team, Insane in the, bra in the Brain. Insane in the Brain, Insane in the Bruyne. 48 points, I think he took a hit, so maybe 44. But yeah, it was enough to keep him in the top 20k in the world. And I was going to say keep him top of the FPL Toilet Mini League, but, you know, there's no keeping. He just jumped in at first place. Rude. So yeah, disgraceful. Well done, guys. You, I mean, I said, I said if it's fate, you'll guess right. Maybe it was fate that you were, yeah, these bloody developing wizards or whatever you were. So yeah, well done guys, well done. I'm now going to quickly pay homage to the new Meet the Manager series on, on the Scout. So if you don't know this series, I say find it on YouTube, find it on Twitter, just just Google Meet the Manager, Fancy Football Scout. Because yeah, the first two have been great. So they meet, they interview FPL managers with great track records, find out if, if there's any common themes between them, you know, what's their secret, is there a secret? But yeah, the first two have been great. First one was Nick, also known as Trigger Lips. He, for example, finished top 1K three seasons in a row. 
Second one was Phil Ampleford, also known as Phil Man. I mean, his first ever season, he finished 1.5k. So talk about a natural. And yeah, since then, loads of loads of great finishes. So yeah, I say check those out. And yeah, I'm going to pay a little homage. So the manager I'm going to interview now, he's top of the family mini league. What's so special about him is he was born in 2016. So yeah, if he's this good at two and a half, imagine how good he's going to be when he's 18. I mean, I don't know how he picks his team. I haven't asked. I kind of don't want to know. I don't want to ruin the magic. So it's my nephew, maybe my brother, you know, shows him a list and he has to point at one player. Maybe he picks his favourite colours. I don't know. Maybe he's actually, he's actually a little genius and I'm doing him a disservice there. But I thought instead of me guessing, let's find out. Here is Roman. Hi Roman, uh, sorry to disturb you from jumping on the sofa, watching cartoons and just wetting yourself. Uh, just wanted to ask, what's your secret? If you could pin, if you could just narrow it down to just one thing which you think has got you into the top 50k this early into your FPL career, what would it be? Sterling. So there you go, Sterling. One word, that's the secret, Sterling. So yeah, well, so many other people have been wondering, can Mane cover for Salah? You know, is Salah worth 13 mil? Can Salah do well in these tough fixtures? You know, he did amazing in the same tough fixtures last season. His XG, his XA, his PYZBB, whatever, is great. Roman's just gone. I like this Sterling guy. I like his sky blue shirt. I'm going to go for him. And yeah, it's working for him. And maybe a little secret of his as well. He doesn't remember Salah's 31-goal season. He's too young to remember it, so yeah. Maybe maybe that's the secret, being too, either too young or maybe too old. I'm not going to make an Alzheimer's joke, but nothing funny about Alzheimer's. But yeah, maybe that's Roman's secret. You know, he, he just lives in the present because he's got no other option. He can't think about the past. And yeah, just living in the moment and seeing there's this guy Sterling with these amazing fixtures and scoring every week. And why, why not go for him? Salah's got Tottenham, Chelsea and Man City. Now, I wish I interviewed Roman last week because I kept Salah on my wildcard. So one of my differentials in inverted commas was going to be having Kane and Salah, you know, rather than having to pick between the two. But yeah, I wish I interviewed Roman because, yeah, I could have been on a wildcard. You have that luxury to just stick Sterling in for one game or two games while Salah has this tough run. But yeah, I, I fancied Salah to nick one against Chelsea. I know nicking one, just saying nicking one for 13 mil. It's, it's, that's not justification. So yeah, my only justification right now has no logic to it. It's purely that I don't like watching Liverpool games about Salah and my team. You know, he's, he's such a threat, even on an off day, that, yeah, like even that game looked rusty, but could have scored two or three. But yeah, that's my justification, even though there's no actual logic in there. So yeah, fair play to, to Roman, fair play to everyone else with Sterling and their team. You know, especially if it's come at the expense of Salah last few weeks. You know, you saved yourself a lot of money there. Uh, so, yeah, I have a milk on me, Roman. Do, do two-year-olds still drink milk? I don't know. I'm not a parent. Uh, in fact, you know, I'm going to post him a beer. He deserves a beer. Top 50k. You know, it's, it's, you're never too young. Just just a, say, two, a 3% beer. There we go. 
Right, so what to talk about this episode? I mean, there was a lot of shoulda, coulda, woulda last time, because, yeah, one thing annoyed me is I didn't mention on the pod that I really liked. I just mentioned Defenders on the pod, but I didn't mention Siggy, Ozil, and Goodmanson. So yeah, Goodmanson for this little two-game window I loved. Ozil, I think, yeah, apparently he only looked good when he went to number 10 at the end of the match, but yeah, I still fancied him. It's, it's just knowing that one goal is going to come with two or three bonus. It's that sort of Ericsson or Ramsey sort of appeal that draws you in. And yeah, Siggy, I just really fancied him in that game against Fulham. And what, what I want to say about Fulham is sort of make fun of their defence, but that defence just, just makes Mitrovic even better. Because, yeah, Mitrovic, we saw the other day, he got two bonus of just 22 BPS. Because, yeah, that defence isn't getting many clean sheets by the looks of it. So, yeah, that's making him look great. Or even more great. Not that he needs any help. But, yeah, that's one thing I think a lot of people know, but they sort of, like me personally, I forget about it every season. I remember I used to love owning Benteke back at Villa. Because, yeah, they would barely ever get a clean sheet, so any goal was coming with bonus. Because, yeah, he's never competing against clean sheets. But, yeah, one thing I did mention was don't write off this this Everton defence. You know, Marcus Silva defence was a dirty word, but no, I think it was circumstantial. And that I was actually a bit harsh on Zuma. So I've watched the match back now and Zuma looked pretty good. You know, he looks good physically again, which is, yeah, the main battle for him after that big injury. So yeah, maybe even if Yerry Mina's not back, Zuma and Keane will do the job making, I think Keane's under five mil as well, and he's definitely a goal threat. And yeah, Digne, Digne's the one I picked out, no bonus for him, but yeah, I do like him at 4.8. But no, that was extra sweet as a non-Mitrovic owner, when you sort of bigged up the Everton defence a bit. Well, not bigged them up, just defended them. Saw a few people selling Pickford for that before that match. And, you know, Sod's Law, the week they finally run out of patience, they get a clean sheet. And, yeah, I empathise with their pain because, yeah, I sold Van Arnholt. So I've had him all season, finally got rid and he finally got his goal. Maybe I should have seen it coming. He scored a, he scored a midweek as well in the cup. But, yeah, that's just the way it goes sometimes. Can't win them all. So, yeah, my logic with Van Arnholt was I, just, I didn't see Palace keep him at any clean sheets for, like, the next, I think, seven or eight game weeks. I think they've got a lot of red coming up, I think. Their run, their bad run ends with Burnley at home, I think. So yeah, until then, I thought 5.5 mil. I'm relying too much on those attacking points, I think. So yeah, it burnt me once, but let's see how it goes. Uh, to be, f I wasn't even mad with that goal. I like Van Aanholt. And yeah, fair play to those that have him. A few notes from the matches on the weekend. So yeah, I've got, I guess I've got to start with Tottenham. And the whole Harry Kane talking point now. So from what I've seen again, he didn't look great again. But yeah, luckily for him, he got another penalty. And yeah, he got a header. I think that's one That's one area where even when he's not looking great, he's always going to be a threat on crosses. Not just because Trippier's got great delivery, but you know that's not really timing in your legs. That's sort of timing in your mind. You know, where, knows where to be. And yeah, he's he's great in the air. So yeah, for example, I think he scored a header against Man United, for example. So yeah, he's always going to be a threat there. And yeah, he's got his 13 points. And 
so what I think with him is I know a lot of people now want to get him in for that Cardiff match you know as a captain but I think if it's going to cost you four I don't know four points is too much if it's going to cost you more than four points I, I definitely wouldn't do it if you've got Hazard that's a great captain I know it's Hazard away from home but it's Hazard against Southampton so Hazard's a player I don't have and yeah he's he's terrifying me lately so yeah I'd say don't butcher your team to get Kane just for that match I think there was a little window last week and I think it's too late now I think it reminds me a bit of uh, Liverpool midfielders going into that Tottenham game a couple of game weeks ago I think the window to sell them was either you know before that Tottenham game or not at all so I'd say with Kane either get him in last week or don't get him at all I think it's a bit late unless you're wildcarding to be fair that's fine but yeah I think the window's closed a bit because after that game for example as soon as that Cardiff game is gone for me it's the whole Kane issue the whole no assist issue is coming back 12.5 mil for a guy who doesn't assist so yeah he'll probably be gone from my team after that one thing I was tempted actually going into that Huddersfield game was getting one of these Spurs mids so I think it would have been I would have gone for Son because, yeah, although I don't like the whole situation, I don't like Mora, Lamella and Son into two spots. Because, yeah, it seems like Lamella can play on the left. I think I think he was used there against Watford in the League Cup. But, yeah, I'm a bit uncomfortable with that. So uncomfortable, in fact, I think I might get Ericsson. If it turns out Ericsson's fit and looks fine in the Barcelona game, I might swoop in and get him for one week, or at least one week. I don't believe he's going to have this bad a season all season. And yeah, a bit like the appeal of Ozil. I like the fact that if Ericsson scores, you, you, you know, you're pretty much into double figures right there. Same as Hazard, for example. But yeah, while everyone's sort of buying rotation threats like Son, Lamella and Mora, I might swoop in with Ericsson, let's see. Because yeah, the reason I can do that is I've got Sani on my wildcard. And I think, I guess we have to talk about Sani because... Him and Sterling looked amazing in that Brighton match. This is Sané with a bit between his teeth, a point to prove. And one of the better theories out there in FPL world is Pep will only play one of Sané or Mendy. And yeah, if Mendy's going to still be out for the Burnley at home match in a couple of game weeks' time, maybe I should be, maybe I should be keeping him. So yeah, for the first time this season, I'm keenly looking at Mendy updates. And yeah... Mendy updates leads me into a little a little segment just like last week with Joe Hart I'm going to complain about my Trippier 11 points so it's a simple one really if it wasn't for that Mendy injury Trippier would be so much more of a differential so yeah I got Trippier because of this Oreo injury and I was on my wild card but yeah if it wasn't for the Mendy injury I'd be one of so few people with these 11 points. Oh, poor me, poor me. But talking about the other Spurs fullback or wingback, Danny Rose, I think he's looked great the last few weeks. Ever since that England match a few weeks ago, we're starting to see the old Danny Rose. So yeah, if you have Ben Davis, for example, get rid. Because yeah, Rose is going to get... I think he's going to... I think he's arguably first choice now. So yeah, at the very least, you're not going to be getting 50-50 out of Davis. Or not even 50-50, that's not enough to have Davis. You're not going to be getting 3-4, and four, for example. Rose is looking great. 
and yeah, just it's just great to see non-FPL wise as a guy who's apparently had some mental health issues apart from his injury issues, a bit like Knockout for example. It's great to see, and I think if you're a Kane owner, and a fit and firing Danny Rose is great for you because yeah, Rose pre-injury as well, he was winning quite a few penalties. You know, he's got, he'll maybe something Trippier doesn't really do. Trippier is a sort of different player who sort of back off from the area and put crosses in, whereas Rose will sometimes burst into the area, you know, on a dribble and win a penalty. Maybe win a penalty was the right word against Huddersfield. That was very, very soft, that one. But yeah, I think there's more pens to come if Rose is in this sort of form. So yeah, that, that was really good to see. And yeah, if it carries on, let's say Spurs have four games in a row where they're only playing once a week. I can see Rose playing himself into the form where he's going to get all four of those. So yeah, I think you know he's a viable option if that if that's the case. But yeah, I'd say look ahead to the schedule. If it's clear of League Cup, if it's clear of Champions League, you know I think I, he's a player I used to love owning in the past. So yeah, Danny Rose, good to see. Uh, Man United, wow. So yeah, it's all looking a bit toxic over there. I'd say just avoid them like the plague, all their players. I think the only one I'd say keep is... If you have Luke Shaw, I'd say keep him. He's quite cheap. I was quite happy for his owners. They got an assist out of him against West Ham because I think you know they've, they've backed a good player there. He's keeping his place. And yeah, good to see him. on. Didn't know he'd be on corners, but that was good. Talking of that corner and that goal, that assist, I think it's a shame that Rashford goal is sort of going to be forgotten. You know, it was a, a goal in the 3-1 loss. A goal when Mourinho's sort of hugging, hogging the headlines, him and Pogba. But now nah, that was a great goal. It's a shame it wasn't the winning goal. You know, it deserved the limelight. So yeah, unlucky Rashford. I was, I was listening back to the last episode of FPL Toilet. And... Yeah, I like to record in the morning because I get a bit, bit of a deeper voice, but I think I recorded that one so early that I was still half asleep. So that sort of backfired a bit. So my new plan is record it quite early and maybe have an espresso just to perk me up a bit. Because I was, I was listening back to that and I almost fell asleep, if I'm honest. I mean, by the time I got to the end of that Kane and Siggy section, I was just like, boof. You know, I didn't even get to the Balboina, but I sort of had to turn it off. So yeah, I apologise for that. Quick thing about Will Hughes. So he's probably looking the best 5-point mil mid at the moment. So yeah. The reason I avoided him was going into the season, it looked like Delafeo was only a couple of weeks away from returning. So that, that hasn't been the case, but apparently he's now back in training and he's got... He might make the game before the international break, but... If he doesn't make that, he's then got another two weeks. And yet, at the moment, I can't really see. I can't really see who else he'd replace. I think it has to be Hughes. So yeah, Will Hughes. I'd just say for his owners, just to monitor that one closely, because yeah, if they keep this four-four-two formation, I don't think you can play Will Hughes as a centre mid in a four-four-two. You know, you need those extra legs of Kapue and Decore. So yeah, it's a shame because, for example, against Fulham, I thought he was man of the match. and But no, he might be the full guy if Delafoe is back. And Delafoe now himself is... 
He's he's 5.4 mil. So yeah, he's a, he's a player I really like, but yeah, he, he can never stay fit. Uh, another thing to monitor about Watford is Isaac's success. Success, arguably man of the match against Spurs in the League Cup match. Uh, came on, I think, hit the post against Arsenal. So what I think now is, if one of Dini or Gray get injured or suspended, I think, I think he's happy to just like for like swap with Isaac Success. I don't think he'll ad adapt his formation. I think he'll just throw Success in for one of them, or he might even throw Success in ahead of one of them when they're fit. You know, he's looking so sharp. So yeah, he's four point five mil. But yeah, definitely monitor that one. I mentioned him a few weeks ago, but. For that for that price, I think it's hard to argue if he's starting. But yeah, maybe it's a bit short term, but definitely monitor it. So yeah, success and Hughes and Delafoe, monitor those. Another Watford point actually. So Yamat is out for I think six weeks. So the taking the international break into account, that's still about four or five matches. And I hope no one went for Firmenia last week. So I think Firmenia I don't think Gracia's ever started him at right back. I think he's basically a sub winger under Gracia. So as long as he's manager, I think he's a complete no go. So yeah, he's down to 4.3 mil. But yeah, I think it's just going to be Navarro or Mariapa over Femenia. So yeah, don't think of Femenia as a right back just because that's where he played under Silva. You know, different manager views him differently and yeah long term I, I don't think that Yamma injury is a bad thing for let's say you've got Holobas or Cabasele or Ben Foster I think it might even be a, it might even be a positive for their defence because yeah I think Navarro for example looks a lot better defensively than than Yamma so yeah there's just another little Watford point there yeah don't fall for the for many a trap just because he's now 4.2 mil and they've got some nice games coming up Right, it's time for the little pun segment. Um, for these, I will steal, I've stolen a few suggestions this time. And yet, maybe to make it more interactive in the future, I'll just pick out my favourite five. So this one's a bit of a mix of mine and ones I've stolen. So there was a poll this week, and in fourth place was vehicles of 10%. So unlucky green windmill with that suggestion. I will, I will mention one of his. So for that, he would have had unicycle Kabul so I think that deserves a mention that was pretty damn good in third place 27% of the vote was tube stations narrowly missing out in second place was cheese with 31% of the vote so that was a damn shame but winning with 32% of the vote was board games so yeah board games my manager is going to be Jurgen Klopperation in defence I've got Willy Monopoly Monoboli. Uh, I've also got Ryan Cheswell. And up front, I've got a front three. I've got Wayne Buckarooney. I've got Brighton's Colombian winger, Jose Rischierdo. And my blast from the past, Neil Battleshipperly. <laughs> I think that's my favourite. It's, it's a bit ropey, which is often the best. So there you go. Right, everyone, I'm going to cut that there this week. I might be back, let's say Thursday, just tipping some more players, see how the European games go, for example. Quick shout out before I go, it's Dave from Burnley and his cat. 
So if you know if you follow him on Twitter, just look at his profile page, his, his pictures. This cat is the greatest cat in the world. I'm sorry. It is yeah, it's just the cutest thing I've ever seen. Like melting inside just thinking about it now. So yeah, have a look at that. And just in general, a shout out to other people who make podcasts. So what I found out doing this is it's quite easy to make one. The challenge is to keep going consistently, you know, fit it around the rest of your life. And yeah, you know, I, I don't even edit these. <laughs> I don't even, you know, spend hours editing, making it slick and professional. So yeah, respect to people that do that. Respect to the creators out there. Good luck everyone in game week. What game week are you on now? Jeez. Uh, game week eight, I'm thinking. Yeah, good luck game week eight. And yeah, enjoy your weeks. Thanks for tuning in, everyone. Take it easy.